0: Hey everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday. We are right in the middle of our Bible study on the Gospel of John and I hope you're loving it as much as I am. I'm seriously loving it. There are no words clearly for how much I am loving this. So grab a Bible. Uh, As you know, if you've been around for the last few weeks, we've been reading the scripture together, which thank you, is amazing. Um, I basically want to give a whole new Teachable Tuesday every time I read it, but I'm going to stick with my plan today and share what the Lord's put on my heart. I'd love to hear your takeaways too, so share those in the comments wherever you're watching, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, it'll be shared everywhere. Maybe even text a friend, share your takeaways there. Without further ado, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord, we're here for you, we love you. We want more of you, Jesus. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, especially as we read your word, God. I pray for new insights, for deeper understanding, for an outpouring of your love and presence on every person watching anywhere in the world at any point in time. We thank you that you're living and active. So come and and live and move and be in us. Speak through your word. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 13. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But it is to fulfill the scripture. The one who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I tell you this now, before it occurs, you may so that when it does occur you may believe that I am he very truly I tell you whoever receives one whom I send receives me and whoever receives me receives him who sent me after saying this Jesus was troubled in spirit and declared very truly I tell you one of you will betray me the disciples looked at one another uncertain of whom he was speaking one of his disciples the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So while reclining next to Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. So when he had dipped the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. After he received the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, Do quickly what you're going to do. Now, no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the common purse, Jesus was telling him, Buy what we need for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. So, after receiving the piece of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterwards. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, for the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, it's a true miracle that I can read John 13 without weeping on this live. It's one of my favorite chapters in all of Scripture, and especially in the Gospel of John. Uh, So I would love to hear your takeaway, and I'm eager to share mine with you. But if you don't mind, I want to tell you a little bit about my week. Last week, I was in Ireland. I had the joy of being back and being in a dear friend's wedding. Congratulations to Julie and Matt. Say a little prayer for them. And on my last day in Dublin, uh, some new friends went with me to the National Gallery of Ireland. It had been a dream of mine to go. I really didn't know all of the paintings that I was going to be seeing, but I just felt this draw. It had been recommended to me, and by God's grace. And ifa's generosity it all worked out and we went to the national gallery and i was overwhelmed the moment we walked out of the elevator onto the third floor i came face to face with a caravaggio painting that i'd only ever seen on the internet and there it was right in front of me the taking of christ and i began to cry it's the theme i'm kind of a crier and i I stood there and I i noticed the placement of jesus's hands and the the grief in Judas's eyes, uh, the the conflict, the the torment there. I saw John running and, and I was immediately, I was so captivated by it, not from the outside, but from within. Isn't that a gift of beautiful art, sacred art that we can enter into uh, these scenes in the life of Christ? And that painting, that encounter with Jesus, really set the tone for the rest of the tour. I came upon a beautiful image of the Holy Family. It was so alive. It was uh, Jesus leaning as a, as a little child out of the arms of Joseph uh, toward Mary, and Mary just receiving him. The delight on Joseph's face there, holding his son, looking at his wife. And again, I, I was within the painting in a way. In another room, the call of the sons of Zebedee. I I saw James and John get out of the boat and there was uh, this motion to the painting, this urgency in their step to go and to follow Jesus. And I felt that resound within me. I recognized that urgency in my own life to follow Jesus, to leave it all behind, right? The uncertainty of the world out on the water, the, the chaos of my daily life, and to step onto the firm, steady shore of following Jesus, who is the way. In another room, uh, I came before a painting, The Lamentation of the Dead Christ, and I stayed there for a long while, finding myself in each and every person in the painting, seeing John cradle uh, the dead Christ up against his heart and his own hand touching that wound in Jesus's side. I was able to enter into it because The gospel is not only a story about Jesus. It's not a story about someone I know or have heard of. It's not a fable. It's true. It's real. It's alive. And we encounter that story. We enter into that story. That story becomes our story every time we read scripture. You see, in that National Gallery in Dublin, Ireland, I I found myself. I saw myself. In those paintings because i have become one with christ and if you are a baptized christian so are you if you call yourself a christian you are another christ a little christ so his story is your story his life is your life if there's any aspect of your story of your life that you can't make peace with you can't make sense of go to the gospel Read the story, the life, the true story of Christ, and find yourself. Understand yourself. Find yourself and your story redeemed in the gospel. Maybe you're in kind of a, a tricky or painful chapter right now. Maybe it's it's grief, a, a season or a, an experience of grief, a job loss, the death of a loved one. Find yourself in the gospel. Be united with Jesus who grieved in the gospel. Maybe it's waiting. Maybe you've been waiting for years, decades, for your vocation, for reconciliation, for a baby. Whatever it is, you're not alone in the waiting. Find yourself. Find your story. Find hope in the gospel maybe it's healing you're longing for healing you're you're begging god for healing maybe you've even lost hope of healing your healing your hope will be renewed will be refreshed in the gospel i want you to find yourself in the gospel and why am i setting this up. I'm all over the place, right? I'm in all these different uh, true accounts, these scenes in the life of Christ. But I want to zoom in on John 13 today because you can find yourself in John 13. In fact, I want you to find yourself in the gospel of John chapter 13. And I fear that sometimes when we look at John 13, when we sit with John 13, we we go ahead, right, we, we move to the end where Jesus tells us to love others, where Jesus tells us to follow his example. And we skip over some very important details. We, we skip over the fact that John, the beloved disciple, right, he's just named as the disciple whom Jesus loved, that he was actually sitting beside Jesus reclining on his heart. We miss that, that image of Christ uh, taking off his outer robe, tying a towel around his waist, doing something totally countercultural, e- even inappropriate or awkward for the disciples. We miss the humility, the gentleness, the love of Jesus squatting down before his beloved disciples and washing their feet. You see, we can't do like Jesus if we don't first let Jesus do for us. If we don't find ourselves in John, the beloved disciple, reclining on the heart of Jesus, we can't hope to express the heart of Jesus to the world. If we don't sit in the chair as awkward, as as painful, as shameful as it might feel to have pure love kneel before us and wash our feet, if you don't experience the mercy of Jesus washing away all of your sins, the Son of God kneeling before you to wash your feet. You can't hope to wash the feet of others. We can't skip over the encounter and go to mission. We'll run out of gas. (laughs) We won't know how to be Christ if we haven't been loved by Christ. And so I I wanna zoom in. I wanna find ourselves in John 13. Maybe it's John that you relate to in that quiet intimacy resting on the heart of jesus maybe that's what you aspire to maybe it's judas you understand the betrayal you feel like you've betrayed jesus or you've been betrayed by a friend find yourself in the gospel of john chapter 13 find your story and you will be found by jesus in the gospel my, my verse where I've been praying for, to be honest with you, a couple of years is this image of Jesus kneeling before Peter. Verse 6, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet I was on an eight-day silent retreat a few years ago and you know the beauty of a retreat like that is you have a lot of time (laughs) a lot of silence and a lot of um yeah just uh exposure to jesus in the blessed sacrament so i sat before him and, and something funny happened something kind of unexpected i was so looking forward to this time of love and intimacy and and instead what came up was all of this sin, all of uh, this shame, these memories of the ways that I've hurt others, that I've been hurt by others, all of this, this pain. And as I was uh, preparing to go to confession, to make a general confession of my life up to that point, I, I was in uh, physical... I was physically uncomfortable I felt like I I couldn't even sit with all that I was carrying from my past everything that was coming up and I was crying out to the Lord before the tabernacle I I couldn't believe that he could love me that he could forgive me I was in so much pain because of my pain and instantly out of nowhere I saw Jesus. I I had an image in my Christian imagination. I saw Jesus come and kneel before me and wash my feet. And he spoke no words. He didn't even look up. He just washed away my sin. He uh, touched All of those places that were so tender that I thought were too dirty or (laughs) worthless he just silently washed it all away and the humility the love the tenderness that I experienced and that I have continued to receive from Jesus because of that image because Jesus Christ, God made man, knelt before me and washed my feet. Me, who am so unworthy. Me, in all of my pain. He, he didn't come to give me a lecture. He came to love me. And friend, I, I, I pass that very vulnerable, very uh, sacred moment onto you because I want you too to experience Jesus Christ. God made flesh coming before you, washing your feet like Peter. Oh, it was so awkward for me. It feels so awkward to think, wow, God would come to me. He would honor me. He would serve me. But friends, it's it's the gospel. It's what he did for Peter, and it's what he wants to do for you, to kneel before you, to wash your feet. We have no hope of living with that humility and that tenderness That mercy and love for others if we've not first been encountered been cleansed been washed by the pure and humble love of Jesus ourselves and so I want to invite you to that encounter to read again John 13 to enter into it to embody it with your holy imagination and maybe as you're reading scripture, maybe as you're doing this, this Bible study on the Gospel of John, you're thinking, man, I'm not, really, I'm not really getting anything profound, but keep going, keep reading. It's why I'm urging you every single week to read the same chapter every day for a week. Now, if you haven't uh, been doing that, there's no shame. We're, we're not looking back, but we're renewing today our commitment To enter into the gospel every single day do whatever you have to do to help yourself to read scripture every day maybe put it right by your bed so either first thing when you wake up in the morning or last thing before you close your eyes at night you're reading the gospel you're reading scripture maybe like me uh, you can't really count on yourself being with it in the morning or awake at night and so I carry my Bible with me in my bag at all times If I have a purse, it's in my purse. If I'm wearing my backpack, it's in my backpack. Where I go, my Bible goes. Because I want to be sure every single day to read God's word. And more than that, the Holy Spirit, the great reminder, he will bring scripture to mind. And then I want to immediately get in it. This is the beauty of living in the word, of reading scripture every day. The word doesn't only speak while we're reading it. No, the Holy Spirit will come and he will bring to our remembrance, scripture says, what we need to know, what we need to see and hear and understand. So you might find that you're just driving to pick up your kids at school and, and suddenly a, a scripture will come to mind, a, a scene in the life of Jesus, maybe a memory uh, of your own life, something that might feel ooh, even a little tender little painful and yet you've been reading scripture you've been meditating on it you're immersed in it and and the lord comes and, and speaks to you through his word speaks to your life gives you understanding i love this was a close second for my takeaway and many times jesus will simply say to me in scripture or in prayer uh 13, 7, john thirteen seven. jesus answered you do not know what i am doing but later, you will understand. When we read God's word, we give him the opportunity to speak to us in his word at, at all times in our life. You'll, you'll begin to think more about God. You'll begin to see his face more clearly in your interior, uh, the interior of your soul. You'll enter into prayer more easily. Get in the word every single day. So really, that's, that's my one push that's my uh, invitation to you today is to renew your commitment to read scripture every day however that works for you whether it's before the blessed sacrament whether it's with your coffee first thing in the morning whether you enter into it imaginatively in the um, tradition of saint ignatius you enter in and contemplate the scene speak to jesus from your heart see his beautiful face kneeling before you washing your feet and choosing you forgiving you loving you again and again and again amen let's pray in the name of the father of the son of the holy spirit amen jesus we love you we can only love you god because you first loved us Ask you Jesus to be who you are to do what you do to come before each and every person praying with us right now to kneel before her Lord to kneel before him to wash their feet You know what you're speaking to each and every soul. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak now. Jesus. We pray all these things in your holy and precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. We'll see you next week for John chapter 14. God bless you. Bye.